Hey everyone, Carrie Beck here with How to Homeschool Coffee Break and How to Homeschool My Child, um, where we try to make things simple, reduce the overwhelm, so you can go over and take a coffee break. I was sort of taking one right before then. Um, actually, it was an Aaron Coffin break, but you know, the past three weeks we've been talking about attitude adjustment and I've given you some different tips on being consistent, on using God's and God's word to be able to change the attitude of your kids and to really go to their heart. What I want to do now over the next three weeks, we're going to continue a little bit on the attitude, but really this is the whole family. This is for moms and kids and teens and dads. It's all of us. Because I think we all believe lies in our head. You know, there was there's a book called Lies Women Believe. And I didn't, I was like, I don't need that. I don't have any lies in my head. I know who God is. I know who I am in Jesus Christ. I don't do that. I read the book and realized I was actually believing a lot of lies that I needed to change up here and start speaking truth. So what I want to do over the next few weeks is talk about that. And there went the screen the wrong way. Oh, well, I don't know what just happened. You know, all you do is touch your computer and it sort of messes up and y'all know what you see is what you get. And that's about what we have here. Um, well, oh, there we go. Escape. You know, ESC and just reboot, those things just do wonders for us. Now, so what I want to do today is begin our series on our identity, our value in Jesus. How is this? Moms, what are you supposed to be doing? How do we teach this to our kids? I did not teach this to my kids. I mean, I did to a degree, but not as intentional and as purposeful as what I want to share with you. And as much as I want to share with my own grandkids as well. So what we're going to do is I'm going to share a little bit of my story today. And then we're going to begin the series. It is, uh, includes being accepted in Christ, secure in Christ, and significant in Christ. Today, we'll be talking about being accepted in Christ. You may deal with some of these issues, or maybe your kids do. And if you do, your kids probably do, because they deal with some of the same things that we dealt with. So let me just talk a little bit. I grew up in a Christian family. My parents loved me. They taught me about relationship with God when I wasn't included or I didn't win the student council race. It was okay because I knew in my heart and in my head that wasn't the most important thing. Yeah, it hurt. It wasn't that great. But I knew that wasn't the most important thing in life. This continued into adult life. I never really questioned who I was in Jesus, um, that I was accepted. And if you've heard my story, you know that about seven years ago, my husband walked away and um, my life changed. I had never experienced rejection and abandonment like that. And so I really, over the last seven years, have done, you could say some work on myself, but it's really God's work on me and me listening to his voice. That's what we're going to talk a lot about over these three weeks listening to God's voice. He will talk to, if you ask him a question, do you not expect him to answer it? He loves you. He wants to answer those questions. So I still know um, I'm thankful for the foundation my parents gave me because even through the midst of everything that's gone on the last seven years, I knew who I was and who I am and where I get my value. It is all in Jesus Christ. 
But your story may be different than mine. Maybe you didn't grow up in a loving family. Maybe you are very insecure or anxious. You haven't been included in, in the group or you haven't been invited to the party. You see these pictures on social media and why wasn't I included? Maybe you were abused emotionally or physically, sexually, mentally, all sorts of ways. Maybe you grew up spoiled and entitled and you're trying to break those habits. No matter where you are, we still all find our identity and our value in Jesus Christ. Now, I will say during the kid years, you don't have to be a counselor to be able to help your kids through this. We're going to talk specifically today about things you can do. Whatever you are doing with your kids is going to, right now is going to impact for the rest of their life. I know, you know, I know I've watched my kids. I see it can have a positive or a negative impact on them. So my question to you is, how are you teaching and living out that Jesus is the creator of all? That he is sovereign, that heaven rules. We can rest in him. I will tell you, my kids know beyond a shadow of a doubt, God is sovereign. He is in control. We talked about that a lot. One thing we did not talk about as much was love. Now, I will tell you right now, my parents never said I loved you when I was growing up. We did that all with the kids. I never doubted their love because they showed me their love. But it is good to be able to say it as well. So my thing is we need to, um, sort of lost my train of thought. How are you influencing your kids? How are you teaching them who they are in God? My kids knew sovereignty. I had one of my kids say, mom, why didn't you teach us about more about God's love? And you know what my answer to that child was? I just assumed because I always assumed God loves us. I never questioned that God loved me. And so I believe that he loved my kids and that was just a given that God always loved. But yet a lot of us grow up and we walk through times where we may question God's love. Other, other people treat us poorly. And so we question love in all areas. How are you influencing your kids? How are you gaining your own true identity? Teaching your kids their true identity in Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about this. I do want to show you a book that has made a huge difference. I've been doing a lot of work through it. It's called Living Fearless by Jamie Winship. If you go to howtohomeschoolmychild.com slash fearless, the word fearless, you can read more about this book. And so you can see what all there is. I will refer to that. So I just wanted to sort of show you what it is. I've listened to several of his podcasts, all sorts of things. So, so that's sort of a background. Let's talk about identity. Our true identity really is in Jesus Christ. And when we find our identity in only Jesus Christ, it is very empowering. It empowers us to go out and fulfill our calling, to fulfill our identity. But when we walk in a false identity, those lies in our head, we are we're, we are trusting in ourselves. Um, it is defeating. And no matter what areas of life, whether that's working at church, an organization, homeschooling, parenting, family, friends, it can just defeat us if we walk in our false identity but realize that our relationship with Jesus never ends. He says, God was pleased to have him, him Jesus, dwell 
in him through Jesus to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or in heaven, making peace through his blood through the cross. This is in Colossians. I'm pretty sure it's Colossians 1. Yeah, Colossians 1, um, 18, 19, and 20. So identity, God has reconciled us through the blood of Jesus Christ. How great is that? Give me a thumbs up. Leave something in the comments. If you are listening to the live or the replay, what does the blood of Jesus Christ mean to you? I am telling you, it'll put a smile on my face. I am thankful for it every day. I never want to take advantage or take that of granted. So we need to find out who we are. We are accepted in Jesus Christ. He says in John 1, 12, all who did receive him to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. He has given us when we believe in Jesus that he died on the cross for our sins. The blood covers all sins. Then we have the right to become his child. You are a prince or a princess of the king of kings. We have the ability to go into the throne room of the Lord of the world, the king of kings, and go talk to him because we are a child. We are sons and daughters of God Almighty. So we have to receive him, receive who Jesus is and what he did on the cross. Believing, when we believe, that gives us the right to be the child of God. We have authority as a child of God. Now, I will tell you, I have learned a lot about identity beyond just being accepted. Who? What is my identity? Let's talk about David for a minute. David in the Old Testament. David's identity was he was a shepherd, poet, warrior, king. A shepherd, poet, warrior. Look at him. He spent his whole childhood. And what, how are your kids spending their childhood? Are they growing in their identity? His identity was a shepherd and he was a poet. Look at all the Psalms he wrote. He was also a warrior there before he even went and fought Goliath and killed Goliath. He was fighting the bears and the lions. He was spending time with God. His identity was a shepherd poet warrior so that he could be king. Shepherd poet warrior king. He was invincible when he was asking God and trusting God. Look at Goliath. What kid that was like 16 years old? He had been trained. He had been trained in a different kind of way, not your traditional schooling way, just like you are training your kids in a different way by homeschooling them. And hopefully you're even going outside the, tra the traditional way of just using a textbook. But he was trained by God and God was preparing him for where he who he was at in his identity and what God would call him to do later. So he could kill a giant with a rock and a slingshot. When he trusted in God, it was, he was invincible. But when he trusted in himself for advice, he was fearful and he ran. What are you trusting in? And how are you modeling that for your kids? How are your kids trusting? Are they trusting in themselves for advice? Or are they trusting in God for advice? What are you doing? You are doing something. What are you modeling? It is where our faith is. So um, he was fearful and run. First Samuel 27, 1 said, David thought to himself, one of these days I will be destroyed by the hand of Saul. He's on the run from Saul. You know, Saul's, you know, trying to kill him and everything. And David says, the best thing I can do is to escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will give up searching for me anywhere in Israel and I will slip out of his hand. So where does he go for protection? He goes to the Philistines. 
Does he go to God? No, instead of God. And what happens? I will just summarize in a sentence or two quickly what happens. He goes off and he serves the Philistine king and they live there and they go off to war, but they never make it to war. And then they return home. And while they were gone, their wives and their families were captive were captured and the oh his men rebel against i mean it is just a fiasco why because he went to himself for advice he went to himself for his identity he went to himself to find a way to be accepted and protected he did not go to god that is what we need to do that's what john 112 says to those who receive him and believe him we need to always Every day, not just to go to heaven and be in his family and be saved from our sins, but every day walking in that salvation. So, one, we need to listen to our true identity. I'll talk a little more about Shepherd Poet Warrior King. I will tell you that for me, I'm really working through this. I feel like my identity as a beloved teacher and uh, sort of seeing that through some of the things that I'm learning through this book. But one of the ways that you can actually find your true identity is to ask God. He will show you. And you before you say, what do you want me to do? That's our calling. What do you want me to know? That's our identity. And so we need to take a step back. And I would really encourage you this week as mom to ask God, what do you want me to know about this situation, about our family, about my identity, about... Ask him, what does he want you to know? Not where does he want you to go or what does he want you to do? You need to know it all first. Not know it all, but you need to know the right things. You need to know what God is saying. And then listen to the voice of God. Take some time, even if it's just five minutes of quiet before the kids get up. Get a journal, get a piece of paper, ask him and just sit there and let him speak to you. Whatever thoughts come to your mind, write them down. Don't qualify and disqualify, just write everything down. And then you can go back and revisit that through the week. We'll talk a little more about that later. So that is our identity, but we need to also block out the enemy voice. Sometimes we start working with that. We need to first get rid of the enemy voice, the lies in our head, because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and we need to get rid of it. What voices are you and your kids giving airtime to? Are they listening to friends over God? Are they listening to self like David did over God? Are you listening to social, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever is out there right now? And if they want to listen to the social media, your kids, you need to one, model it, and then two, talk to them about your family values, your family identity. We don't watch screens we don't scroll screens all day because we're in the beck family novels are there novels that maybe you shouldn't be reading or your kids we don't do this because we're in the beck family we don't do this because we're in the christ family tv shows we don't watch that tv show because we're in the beck family or you could even say even more we're in the christ family movies we don't watch that movie because we're in the beck family and we don't watch that. The enemy is sneaky. And he uses subtleness in our culture to destroy our value and our identity for you and also with our kids. Subtleness. Most of us have uh, the things that we believe a lot of times about ourselves have been, we've been getting them from culture. 
social media, TV, novels, movies, music, friends, all of that. We need to teach our kids. First of all, we need to learn ourselves how to not develop our decisions and our ideas about um, life from culture. We need to always go to the Bible. We say that, but a lot of us don't spend time looking for the answers in the Bible. You know, it says the, the kid's song, oh, be careful little eyes what you see. Oh, be careful little ears what you hear. It's true for adults. It's true for kids. We need to be careful. And if we're not sure, it's better to err on the just not looking. What are you saying to your kids? So first, what voices are you or your kids giving airtime to? Are they truth? Are they true identity? Are they false identity from the enemy? What are you saying to your kids? Does this affect their attitude? Do they know for sure that you love them? Just like I said, I never doubted my parents' love. I still don't doubt my parents' love. Even though they never said it, they were a picture of God's love the entire time that I was growing up. Were they perfect? Nope. But I did not ever really question their love. Um, in Romans 8, and we've been talking a little bit about this book, Fearless. Here's where part of it comes, Romans 8. For those who are led by the Spirit, that means we are going to God and asking the question, what do you want us to know? And then we're listening for his voice, those thoughts in our heads. He says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit of God you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry out, Abba, Father, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Jesus Christ. If indeed, this isn't fun, we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. That's Romans 8, 14 to 17. God's spirit, the Holy Spirit will give us a spirit that will free us from slavery, free us from slavery to our bad attitudes, free us from those false identities and all the lies that are in our head. You know, one of the things that's going around, we're right now in the midst of it is Halloween. Now, you know, I'm not going to go down that road. I will tell you tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon, we're actually having a Facebook party about fall alternatives to Halloween. I highly encourage you to get on there. But Halloween's gotten worse. It celebrates death instead of life, dark instead of light, the light of the world. We need to do the opposite of Halloween and focus on who is good, who is true, who is right, who is the light. This is something that you can be doing throughout the month of October as we prepared. And we're going to share some ideas tomorrow, and I will continue to share some ideas. One of them is a Reformation Day. We'll talk a little bit about that. But there are some really good alternatives that you could use. This also, so we are not slaves to fear anymore. We need to get rid of the fear of death and sin and all of that. The other thing he talks about is. We are co-heirs with Jesus Christ if we share in his sufferings. You know, I skip over that up until seven years ago. I didn't want those sufferings, but I'm going to tell you right now, I would not trade any of my sufferings or trials. I would not wish them on anyone. Personally, I think it's just, it's not now, but in the beginning, especially, it was just hell getting up every single day. It was bad. Trials are hard. But what type of attitude do you have towards those trials? See, God has worked on me. Do we have that victim, woe is me? Do your kids have that victim, woe is me? They may be copying it from you. 
Or do we have a repentant attitude during those sufferings and realizing that maybe other people are rejecting us and oppressing us and all the enemy, but maybe God's trying to teach us something about me. And then I become repentant. And then God, we have a good forgiveness relationship, but I need to be repentant of my sins. And I will tell you, God has grown me so much. I apologize now. I forgive more quickly. I tell people, I confess my sins, even out loud to other people. Do you? Do your kids hear you apologize? Are you repentant so your kids know? Can your Do your kids even see the bad things or do they just assume all your complaining and gossiping and whatever is normal and it's not a sin? Or do we repent of it? Philippians 4.8 says, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, Think about such things. That's one of my daily prayers is that our minds will have the helmet of salvation and we will think on those things. So consider your identity in Christ and replace that false identity with your true identity. You are accepted in Jesus Christ. You are a child of God, a daughter of the prince, a daughter of the king of kings, a princess or a son and a prince. The spirit of the living God the spirit of the king of kings, the Lord of lords is living inside of you. If you have received and believe God and that blood has covered your sins. What do we need? We need a few things to move forward and hopefully you will be moving forward. Hello, Pamela. Just sort of, I'm not really good at paying attention to when people are popping in and out. The word, we need, um, I think I have four things here. We need the word of God because that is truth. And if you're unsure about what true identity is, I would go back and listen, go read some of the verses I shared today. We need the Holy Spirit because he is going to guide you. He is the one that's going to give you those thoughts and speak the voice of God. We need the people of God. We need community. And then we need the voice of God. That could go along with the Holy Spirit, but I put that separate. You know, in closing, I'd like to ask you a question. Why don't you ask God? to tell you whatever you're asking, you're wondering about, to give you wisdom. When you're praying for someone, why don't you say something? And they're right there. I had a friend and we did this together. And she said, God, I just pray that right now you will speak to Carrie answering these questions that she has. And I actually said, God, I'm scared because I don't know if you're going to show up. I know in my head you will show up. But do I really believe that? A lot of times we don't ask because we're afraid he's not going to show up. He's not going to answer. answer. So why are we not asking questions? Won't he answer if we ask? Of course. And I have really, this is something that Jamie Winship really talks about. How to, And if you want to know more about this, how to homeschoolmychild.com slash fearless. He wrote the book, Living Fearless. Um, ask God. And what's the question we're going to ask? I started at the beginning. God, what do you want me to know? Know my identity, know about you, know about me. Not what do you want me to do? Because we have to know it first before we can ever move in our calling. We have to know our identity and our value. And when we do, then we can share it with our kids and start to teach our kids. Middle school kids and up should really be wrestling with what is our identity and asking God the question, what do you want me to know? All right. Um, so I will put some links in the description wherever you are watching this. If 
you have not followed us or subscribed, there's a little button somewhere around here that you can click and subscribe. And if you're on our podcast, please leave us a five-star review. That would mean so much to me. That allows us to be able to get this out to more and more people. I thank you for your kindness and just watching. If you have questions, leave a comment wherever you are listening to this, and I will be checking back. Thanks so much. I'm Carrie Beck with Homeschool Coffee Break. We'll talk to you next time.